Welcome, world, to episode 127 of the Chamberlain and Chance podcast. I am Chance. I write the games of Chance.blogspot.com. Joining me, as always, is Chamberlain. Chamberlain, how are you doing this week? I'm here. I'm slightly hungover because that's oh. what happens when you play Street Fighter with your brother and drink a great deal at the same time. But Still sounds like a good time. It was a good time, but I woke up with my head in a fog. When Okay, so if one passes out, the guy, last guy standing has to yell, Hi, the okay. <laughs> Well, it's it's not a fair comparison. That would not be a fair competition because he could drink me under the table easily, and did so for WrestleMania. So, and joining us is Alex McCracken of DailyCrackpot.blogspot.com. Alex, how's life treating you? Life's pretty good. Uh, I got my check from the government today. Ooh. It's it's got four digits. I'm pretty jazzed. Oh, yeah. Oh, is good. Man. It's like I'm I'm. It's literally unemployment back pay. The government gave me. <laughs> Nice. And I desperately need it, and I am over the moon. Nice. That is really nice. It's always it's nice when a little windfall shows up. Definitely the nicest thing this government's ever done for me. <laughs> besides, you know, all the roads and the wine and, you know, the commerce and the safety. But besides that, you know, the Romans haven't done anything for me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, Alex and I have both seen film of the summer. Incredibles. Incroyable du. Or Incredibles 2, as you Yankees like to call it. Um, now, I loved Incredibles. I, 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 it's, I will say it might be their best overall movie. I, I def- uh, yeah, I've seen it the most. Yeah. yeah, I've definitely seen it the most. Like That was one that I just watched over and over and over. It was kind of... I probably saw it more than Wally. And Wally and Moana, I have each seen at least ten times. Yeah, it's a, it's a perfect movie. It really is. Like, the, the original is, it's got every, every character has their moment to shine. Every character has a meaningful arc. Uh, the action sequence, sequences in, in particular were boggling in the, in the original Incredibles. Um, 100 Mile Dash still is one of the greatest action sequences ever made as far as I'm uh, concerned. Syndrome's reveal with the zero point energy. It's like, it's a great villain monologue and that zero point shit is blowing your mind. It's just, it is. Yeah. It is. And there's, and there's a lot of those moments in the first one. And now Ch- Chamberlain has not seen Incredibles 2. I have it's, not, but I, I know the entire plot because uh, I, I kind of played Lego Incredibles 2, oh. which just spoiled the whole thing for me. So go for it. I'll, I'll see it tomorrow. Ooh, yeah, no. In this much. Yeah, in in terms of plot, there's really not much to care about, and that's a big problem with this. Yeah. Is the stakes aren't there? There aren't any real stakes. The stake is just a mystery. Who is the the hacker guy whose name I don't even remember? Screenslaver. Yeah, yeah Screenslaver. Yeah. It's a Which great a name. Bad, nah, I don't know. No, it's a great name. No, no, it's not. I don't like it. I don't know. For it's, for a guy who hypnotizes you via screens, Screen yeah. Slaver is actually a great <laughs> yeah, you fucking know what? name. If they're going for Silver Age shit. I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. 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 That when you when you put it in that idea, it yeah. is kind of like that. But like, there were great action sequences in it. Like, and I'm thinking, but of there like, was there was nothing compared to the first one. Oh come on! The motorcycle chase was amazing. The motorcycle chase it was great, but I it never really amazed me. I kept I on love- waiting for it to because you hyped it for me. And I was no. like, oh, okay, this is that shit Alex was talking about. Strap in. <laughs> yeah. No, it was okay. It was okay. The only thing that approached the the amazing action choreography of the first one was when uh, the girl who can manipulate portals did some stuff. Oh, Void's amazing. There was some cool shit there. There was some genuinely cool shit there. But again, I've already seen Pixar do that in that little animated short with the rabbit and the magical hat. And frankly, that animated short had better use of the portals. 
Okay, so like the raccoon sequence didn't do anything for you. Okay, raccoon. Okay, but here, that's the problem with this movie is it has no personal stakes really for any of our protagonists. It's really um, thrown together. Yeah, it, it really does feel thrown together. That's the reason why the sequel, Incredibles, never got a sequel because there wasn't a story that Brad Bird wanted to tell with these people. And then they're like, "You have to," and he's like, "Well, I'll figure something out." And that's what we got. And like if, this. If, so, if you notice, like it, it, it sorry, they cut you off there. But like, go ahead. If, go if, ahead. If there's um, thank you. There's a uh, like. They spend a solid, like, 15 seconds just, f- like, framing an episode of Johnny Quest in the middle of the screen. Like, I did li- Yeah. They linger on it a while. And to me, that says, like, they're just trying to, like, it's another episode of a series. That is very much how it feels. I was telling people at work, this feels like one of those straight-to-DVD Aladdin sequels. Yeah, and, and the thing is, the, the animation here is better, I think. Uh, in With Helen in particular, I think her character model is so incredibly expressive and sharp they did a great job of updating everyone's character models um the the actors are still excellent actors but the story itself is unimportant um there aren't any real personal stakes for any of these characters that we really feel like i think you could say that bob trying to do the um the the dad dad at home thing never pays off doesn't really ever feel to pay off, and the unquestionable best part of the movie that had me just in fucking stitches yeah. is 90 seconds long, and it consists of three characters walking down a hallway. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Yes, I yes, do. Yes, you do. That and was, it, it was fucking hilarious. That, I, yeah. It was so good. Now, now for for listeners, this is this is. Ja- I think it's it's already covered that she's in the movie, so it's not a spoiler. Yeah, Edna. she's on the poster. Yeah, this is this is Edna, Jack, Jack, and Bob wa- just walking down a hallway, and Jack, Jack just steals the scene in the entire movie with some physical comedy, and that's it. That's it. Just this baby being silly is literally the best part of the movie. And it has an amazing lampshade on it. It's like, how is my son doing this? Like, because I am amazing. Because your your son is amazing, and I'm very stimulating. And like, <laughs> and it's hilarious. Like, of course, who the, who the fuck well, knows yeah, what she's why got? <laughs> so she's apparently just a really competent babysitter, among all, all, all other things. It was really nice. It was really nice to go back and spend more time with these people because I love these people. But Dash doesn't do fucking anything for the no, entire Dash movie. Has, Dash knows there's a car. That's it. Yeah, Dash is there to annoy his sister. Violet, in particular, I am really pissed off about because while she does kind of take a little bit of a leadership role here, I feel like her arc in the last movie was getting the confidence to go after that boy Tommy and get a date with Tommy. And at the end of the last movie, she finally has a date with Tommy. Her whole thing is, at the beginning of this movie, her date with Tommy is undone. Yep. And she spends the whole movie pissed off that she doesn't have a date with Tommy. And it's like... you. you we want to yeah. see the date with Tommy. Like we want, we want, we want her to move fucking forward. We don't want to have her learn the same lesson again. Like it's... that being said, the restaurant scene was pretty. I liked it. I thought uh, it was pretty damn funny. Remind me of the restaurant scene. Where like they go to the restaurant where he works. Oh, that was funny. Oh yeah, when it came when when yeah, yeah. her nose. Yeah, that I, was fucking gold. That got a full laugh out of me. Yeah, it me really too. did. So it had moments, but I don't feel like it's a classic like up there Not with Wally or the original Incredibles. I do like the finale a lot better. Um, I, yeah, I, I think I think like they recycling the Omnidroid was the wrong way to go. I really do. What do you I'm mean recycling the Omnidroid? I'm not crazy about the way the first one ended. Oh, I get it. I get it. Um, you know, I I loved the first one because it was the family working together and all their powers in oh, concert. Yeah. It was a good action sequence. Oh, the character moments were great. The speech of like I can't lose you guys again. I'm not strong enough. Amazing. <laughs> Actual fight. It just 
boils down to let me aim a thing and throw it. But it calls back to how Bob figured out that the only thing that could defeat the Omnidroid was itself. Uh Him sitting inside of it and poking itself. Yeah. It's a callback to how he figured out how to beat it, and it still worked, right. I guess. What I'm saying, like, the way the this movie ends is a much different Better. Like, okay. fight sequence than they've ever done before, and I, yeah, I loved okay. it. Mm. Like, I, I get why there's a lot of characters that aren't fleshed out, because they're basically cannon fodder. Mm-hmm. And once I viewed it for that lens, like, okay, as, like, goons, these guys are pretty great, actually. Yes. As goons I, they like, were. Re- Reflux got a belly laugh out of me. I thought that was funny as shit. And uh, it was Catherine Keener, right? Catherine Keener is the sister of the millionaire? Yeah. I loved her. Over-animated and looked exactly like What's-Her-Name from Megamind. A little... No, I would yes. say a little bit. Oh, I no. Can't, like, it's like she stepped out of Megamind. Tina Fey's no. character. I can't remember her name. No, but, not even close. Oh, come on. They had the same weird square face. Yeah, but I I don't know. I, I liked her. And I, I really liked her. I thought uh, Bob, o- Bob Odenkirk's character went in a very different direction than I expected. Yeah. Catherine Keener's character went exactly in the direction I expected. Yeah, I know. It's like, well, she hasn't done anything for the entire movie. There's only one role she really can have, and that's, that's primary yeah, and Spoiler. That's the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's um, not subtle. So yeah, like it was, it was fun. Like I didn't mind seeing it, but as someone who, you know, maybe we're looking at the original through rose-colored glasses. I wanted to go kind back of, and rewatch no, the original. I had, a, I had a lot of fun, and I will see it again, mm-hmm. which is more than I could say for, honestly, Coco. That's the thing is, I'm going to buy this movie when it comes out on Blu-ray. Yeah, just to sit next to the original. I know I'm not going to buy Coco. I already have a copy of Moana. Like, and, what was it? Just like everything, like. They knew, Bradbury knew enough about, like, ripping off Portal to know that, like, if you had to use it, you had to use it in a completely original way, and he totally earns it. Yeah, no, there's some there's some good moments, but, again, as a whole, as a whole, the movie is just kind of a 7 out of 10 for me. So after a 14-year wait, it is, it is. But, you know, it's better than the last Ghostbusters movie. I, it's got That's way more Frozone than I expected or hoped. Yeah, way, way more Frozone than I expected. It was really good. Yeah. Like, I love um, how, like, A, he's like, hey, if you want to move in with me, that's great. I love how he's that kind of guy. And when uh-huh. the kids are in trouble, bam, he's right there. Yeah. I yeah. love how they're that kind of friends. I love that shit. Now, last night, I don't know if either of you gentlemen have uh, bore witness to the next film I'm going to talk about. Have either of you guys Hereditary. seen the last, or uh, the, ne- the second Pacific Rim? Oh, no. No, no. I'm good. No. Is it? You not that bad. Bad. I, I keep hearing really? it's it's okay. It's not that bad. I mean, like, at, at you, the same time, like, I had a friend describe it as like if you saw it on a plane, you'd like it. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. exactly so what good. it is. It, that's there's pretty a, good. There's a lot more humor than you're expecting. Uh, John Boyega's character is actually you really like him. I really like seeing John Boyega for a whole movie like this, as opposed to like gone for half the time, like in Star Wars, um, and. No, it's it's not as good as the first one. It's it's really not. And the first one, as a film, was was pretty shitty. But as a movie, this is kind of better. It just kind of clips along a little better than the first one. It's got a lot more. It's got a lot more humor to it. But it, well, um, does it have humor that's actually funny? Because there's a lot of attempts in the first um, movie that don't. Like, I don't. I'm not. I'm not too bent out of shape that Charlie Hunnam didn't come back. I'm, I'm he assuming did. Uh, what. He does come back. Oh, he's in there? Okay. He has but a I'm, very but, prominent role. Oh, okay. Yeah. But John Boyega does a better job, I imagine. John Boyega is is just absolutely charming and entertaining the whole way through, and well, I'm kind of disappointed go. he doesn't have a love interest, frankly. Um, no, it was it was good, but again, it was it was very much. Um, it, yeah, you you'd watch it on a movie and on a plane and not feel bad about it. 
Like, you know, when, when it's on Netflix, yeah, check that out. You know, that that's good for a mindless evening. There you go. Yeah. Alex, I heard you mention Hereditary. Have you seen Hereditary? I have not. I'm frightened, actually. I've yeah, read all the spoilers. I, I've read some of the spoilers, and I'm like, God damn, this yeah. sounds fun. I gotta like, be in the right kind of mood. I like, don't think it is fun. I think it's like The Witch, except it ends with a lot of gore. Didn't... A lot more the, gore. I love the way the witch ended. I loved all of the witch, but but this is this movie is the witch for the first ninety percent of it, and then for the last ten percent of it, it is splatterhouse, or like it goes fucking crazy. It goes absolutely fucking crazy, and if you're not picking up every little hint that they're laying for the last three quarters of the movie, you're going to be completely lost, and most audiences were apparently. Well, no, and, I just I love that kind of Rosemary's Baby. You have no fucking clue what's going on, kind of thing. That's very much what this is. Even the Great. trailer was scary. I'm not down for that. No thanks. Oh, that kid slamming his head in the desk. So oh, good. yeah. So oh. good. That guy is fantastic. Yeah, I'll I'll watch it when it's on Netflix. And what's it? Mm. I always love what's his face. Oh yeah. Uh, uh Crossing Jordan? No. Uh, Miller's Crossing. That dude. Uh what's his face? Oh, uh, b- 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 Gabriel, Gabriel Byrne. Byrne. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There. And Tony um, Collette. Yeah. Yeah. Um I watched uh a Wrinkle in Time. I'm sorry. I know. Have you seen that? It, uh, yeah, the trailers look ghastly. They did. They did. But A Wrinkle in Time is was is a hugely respected children's book. This is like the Golden Compass getting a movie. Yeah, and which was also terrible. Which was a terrible film. Yeah. And, uh, the this costume is, designer was like Party City. <laughs> well, no, I think I think that's I think that's intentional for the characters in this, and in this you've got you've got three very good child actors, you've got three wonderful um, adult female stars, you've got Oprah, you've got Reese Witherspoon, you've got, um, God help me out, I don't know, uh, Mindy Project. Oh, uh, Mindy oh. Kaling. Yeah, Mindy Kaling. You got Mindy Kaling. So you you got a great cast. Uh, excellent special effects, but just like the Golden Compass, this story is meaningless. Like <laughs> everything, you're, you're. This is one of those movies where what you're, you're told that everything that happens is hugely important, and it doesn't feel like that at all. I hate that. I was, yeah, it was like, so the, disappointing. The Harry Potter movies are almost unwatchable to me now. Really? I, I can't do it. You should care about this. Why? Because I'm telling you to care about this. Yeah, I, like, I, I don't want to. It's also, I don't know, like I, I reverential. I, yeah. Like, we're showing you this thing, and we know you love it, and that's I all we have I'm to just, do. I guess I'm turning into a snob. I guess that's what that sounds like. You're, you know what? No, what it is is you're getting, into. you're getting older, yeah. Alex. <laughs> you're just getting older. You've tasted so many different kinds of wine yeah. that it has to be really good, or it's just pedestrian. Yeah, like, yeah, I can't go back to Aristocrat ever again. <laughs> so, uh, I beat Hollow Knight. Yay! The whole thing, the DLC guys too. Well, I um, actually, you know what? I was amazed. I looked into the DLC. The DLC is not as uh, robust as you would expect from most games. Not at all. It's like some side quests and some bosses. The first, yeah, the first two uh, DLCs are literally just like here's two more bosses you can find. It turns out I'd already fought those guys, and 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 one of the other ones was much the same, except I think it added trinkets or something. Yep. And uh, and the, the the final one or the most recent one is called the Grim Troop, which adds a bunch more kind of things to do in the world. You got to find these things and kill them. And there's this little story, and there's more, and you can get cool trinkets out of it. Amazing um, character theme. Beautiful character designs, wonderful character animation. Uh, real some and the the most challenging fight in the game. 
is is the final fight of the Grim Troop DLC. Um, but I got the true ending where like I did everything I had to do. I unlocked all the doors. I got the King Soul. I took the King Soul to the birthplace. I turned it into the Void Soul. I went back and I fought the Hollow Knight again. And then Hornet helped me. And then when she held him down, I hit him with the Dream Nail. And then I entered into the Radiance's dream and fought the Radiance and. Man. Then the spirit of the Hollow Knight came out and helped you finally beat the Radiance, and all your siblings dragged the Radiance down into the pit of blackness, and then you died. And then you was, died. Yeah, well, was the way to get this true ending explained in the game, or did you not? Have to look in, it no, up? this is a soul's. This is the soul's depth of you, you got to just figure this shit out. You got to look it up. You got to figure it out because it is. Obscure. Why is that okay? It's actually not like okay. You, if you find all the ends of the world, you'll have like one of the like if you. If you go to like the far right side, you hit the this area that's sort of like raining like uh, chitin, like it's, it's raining like shell fragments. Okay. And if you reach the end of that area, you get a key and a huge story beat involving one of the main characters. And it's pretty obvious there's only one of the places in the world that has a massive locked door with that key on it. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is get to the end of that place. And you have a pretty good idea what the last thing you need to do is. But it's it's not explicitly said. It's no. not explicitly said. And even even once you've got the king soul, the king soul says it needs to go to a it wants to go to a birthplace or something like that. What the fuck is that? Well, you really just need to figure that out by paying attention to the world. Yeah. So yeah, I did have wikis open. <laughs> okay. okay. As I was playing this game, and um, and yeah, it was like I I don't I don't have really anything to add to what I said last week about Hollow Knight. It is. Absolutely excellent. It is easily the best Metroidvania I played since Guacamelee. It's a ten out of ten. Yep. It's a ten out of ten. There's there's nothing at this game I want to point to and say, well, that part is kind of because like I'm working on this God of War review, and the last seventy five percent of it is me bitching about story presentation and writing. Yeah. And 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 pacing and the the definition of spectacle. And would would you say it tells a better story than Dark Souls? Uh, Hollow Knight. Yeah. I. Mm-hmm. It's close, isn't it? It's it's very it's different, um, because you kind of I don't know you you, you care about it. Yeah, people in it more. You get a sense of this world as a more tangible place than Souls, which is weird because Souls is actually way more detailed than this. Yep. But um, at the same time, the sense of know, character. I want to say the the symbolism of the grandeur of Souls. I find more affecting than this. You know? Okay. Does, does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The uh, official reaction from my brother to you last week's podcast was that you two need to get a room. Yeah. What, no, me and Alex? Totally do. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm talking yeah, yeah. about Hollow Knight. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's not gay if it's in a three-way. Me no. and Alex and Hollow Knight. <laughs> <laughs> it's just experimental at that point in time. Was it, was it, was it unlistenable? No, not at all. Okay, he, just, okay. he just said that you guys need to get a room. And yeah, I know. Lock just... the door and insects or some weird shit like that. So it was... <laughs> oh, I just love that game. Hey, he God. played it too, and he, he and he also thinks I'm completely wrong. So it's not like he's not on your side. Okay, it's just, but it's know. just it's just. Dumb. I I don't like the way you phrase that. Yeah. What? He knows you're wrong. <laughs> I know you're wrong. Alex, knows okay. listener, I Look, hope you know he's I wrong too. Never have I, did I ever claim to not be wrong about this? <laughs> have I ever? I, I'm frankly a little surprised. Chamberlain, you have a right to dislike the things you dislike. No, he I, does. He does. But I, I'm frankly a little di- 
surprised that you you never jumped on my offer. You never said, "All right, chance, go play three hours of Resident Evil 7. and then maybe just lied about Hollow Knight. Maybe no, just lied I'm not gonna, and, first and said, of all, "I'm not going to do that." And dude. said, I, 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 "I respect you for that." You should play Resident Evil Seven anyway yeah, because it's to. really good. I got shit to do. So do I. It's not gotta get play down Hollow like Knight. Thirty bucks though. Ooh. <laughs> like even so, with my government check, that needs to get down to like thirty bucks. Yeah, but okay, is is Resident Evil Two remake at all? Like pulling on your oh on the right oh yeah, and like like is, it's like it's got the Resident Evil Four over the shoulder, right? Yes, yes, yes. totally. Oh my god! But I hated, will you pay sixty bucks the, for it? Sixty bucks depends on how good it is. If it's getting like eighty fives, nineties, yeah, I'll really think about it. Did um, you play the remake of the first game? No, I'm going oh, to say, going to really say seventy-eight. Good. Really good. It's going to oh, get a yeah. seventy-eight Metacritic. I'm going to say. Mm, I might check that out. Yeah, remake. The, the first remake was it was. I mean, there was a lot of janky nonsense in the original Resident well, Evil. Resident and this Evil is, all, is janky nonsense. Yeah, I mean, this fixed almost all of that. Plus, it added a lot of stuff. Plus, it, it it created the scariest monster in all of Resident Evil, the red-headed zombie. Where right. if you kill a zombie and you don't burn the body, eventually it gets up again. But now it has claws and its head goes red and it's faster and makes this terrifying noise and will kill you. So kill, knocking a zombie down and killing it isn't good enough. Now you need to like burn it. Otherwise they just come back and get you later. What about... No, no, no. The scariest Resident Evil monster is the dudes near the end of 4 that you have to like use the heat sensing. Oh, the worm scope. guy thingies. And they're all like... They, it's intentionally shitty, jerky animation. Yes. But it's still scary as fuck. And like they, they, they flop. They don't stand up. They kind of just flop upwards, backwards kind of. It's Oh, it's so good. Oh yeah, those okay. guys are amazing. I'll give you that. I remember that now. Yep, those guys were those guys were super creepy in a very like that shouldn't be way. Ugh. So no remake was really good, and I'm looking forward to remake two next year. You know, because it's not coming out this year. So but, uh, instead of playing the best <laughs> Metroidvania of the gen. Okay, we can let this go now. I'm not, um, I'm not you, taking the mocking here. Instead of playing you, you, that... You, you played Lego The Incredibles. I played Lego Incredibles, yeah. And you know okay. what? It was fine. It was fun. It took me through the sole second game, so now I know all the story beats, which kind of was a mistake, but I'll see it anyway. It might, you might enjoy more this way. It could right. be. And then, then, then once you've finished that one, it unlocks the first game, and you realize, wow, Syndrome really was a pretty good bad guy, wasn't yeah. he? Compared to, you know, he had anything the second one had to offer. Yeah, yeah. And they were fun. They're, 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 okay, I will qualify this by saying they were good Lego games. Okay. And they're Lego games. They, they I mean, Lego games have been looking better and better and better. Um, Lego, one of the Lego Batmans is probably still the best one that they ever made. But this one, it felt a little smaller in size than the last couple. Of, there's only like 120 odd characters to unlock. Uh, some there's of them 120 actually, characters in the Incredibles universe? Uh, no, because oh. they pull in ones from other Pixar games. Like, for uh, some bizarre reason, I unlocked Dory. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I unlocked Are there the... other Pixar Lego games? No. No. Okay, so that's actually nifty. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. So I'm like, yeah, I unlocked Dory, and then I the only other one I got, because they're kind of hard to unlock, and I didn't really waste the time with it, was um the boy from The Good Dinosaur. Uh, wow. Okay, so I'm they've like, got Mike and, Mike and Sully and shit. Uh, Sully was in there. Actually, no, I got Sully too. I didn't well, see Mike. I got was, Sully. Was there a little Lego Wally? Uh, I don't know. Probably oh. is there. There probably is somewhere. It's a hundred. I, I don't. I, I'm. I can't think of 120 Pixar characters. It's got to have like everybody. They well, got it's got a lot the... of it's. It's got a lot of the of the goons from the two different games. It's it's probably got it's it's got a couple of. I'm assuming they're just completely created 
villains? Like, was there a villain in the movie called called the Anchor Man? No. No. Okay, so he it's got just completely original villains then that hmm. it is putting in there. But still, there's 120 on there, and one is, one's in there. The world doesn't seem that big, but what it did that kept me playing a little bit longer, because usually for a Lego game, I just play through the story missions, see the sights, and I'm done with it, because they've got the same kind of open-world nonsense that I will put up with in Assassin's Creed, because that's cool, that I will not put up in Lego games, because it just feels like busy work. And, you know... This one, you finish the second. You finish the second movie. You finish the first movie, and it actually gives you a quest bar that says, "Go here, something cool will happen." So you go there, and there's a crime wave, and you fight one of the new made-up bosses, and you do that, and it says, "Okay, now go here, and something cool will happen." So instead of just kind of dumping you into the world, it gives you a little hint of saying, "Okay, go over here. There's something cool to do. Go over here. There's something cool to do." So I finished like the main game, and then I gave it like two or three more hours because instead of just wandering around this world, I it, it kind of led me in the right direction to where cool things were going to happen. It's got some end game stuff. Yeah, it does. I mean, and the end game stuff was better constructed than previous games where it just opens up the world and says, here you go, now find three bazillion pieces of shit. Because that's yeah. what they are. Like, I was just... actually pretty impressed with what I saw with, uh, was it Lego Marvel? Like, yeah, Lego really Marvel was Marvel. good. That was that that was that one straddled the gens and didn't look as good, but Lego Marvel was really good. Lego Marvel 2, not so much. Wait, they, got um, Col- they got Coulson, right? Yeah. Yeah, Barry Colson's in there. Yeah, they, 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 they were they like were like, like the guy who like uh, no no it? the voice actor yeah, yeah. he was in what's there. his name yeah. I don't remember yeah. <laughs> um, so that one yeah I, I played that that took me actually four nights to get through and then last night um, after a great deal of scheduling and difficulties I finally my brother and I were finally in the same place and we played Old Man Street Fighter for like three hours straight nice and it was a blast because we 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 played hyper fighting we played. Like we both knew Super Turbo, Super Super Street Fighter Two Turbo. We played that game and knew that game, but neither of us played any of the Alpha series, and neither of us really played any of, of Street Fighter Three Third Strike. So, like, we ran through Super Turbo until we got bored of that. Then we just started diving into the other games that we didn't know anything about, and it was made it much more fair because we didn't know the mechanics, we didn't know any of the characters. They were just kind of fuck around for a while, and it was, I don't know, it was fun because you know, relatively equal skill levels. No one's mad. Everyone's got a buzz. It's a good time. Hmm. It you know it it it, it, it harkened back to the way fighting games used to be back when arcades were a thing. I'll pull that one out. I think I think it harkened back to playing fighting games when you were a kid. Could be because yeah. we I mean we we did a little bit. I mean we we were four years apart, so we were never in high school at the same time, which kind of sucked because there was an arcade across the street from my high school where I would go every day. And play Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat or something like that. So we kind of missed out on that. But what we did end up doing is we always had whatever the most recent was on the Super Nintendo. So we had MK2 or Super Street Fighter 2 and we would play those. So that was a good time. Hmm. It was actually funny because out of, like, this wasn't even planned. Like, out of nowhere, my mom happened to be in the house too. So she hears the two of us just making noise downstairs, yelling, laughing, you know. And she's like, oh, the boys are playing again. It's so good to see them playing again. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so she got a little joy out of it, too. That's really nice. That's and sweet. my wife was like, would you two shut up? I'm trying to go to sleep. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we, we were a little rowdy. This is why right. Daddy drinks. Yeah. <laughs> no, I drink for other reasons. <laughs> so uh, so have you started SeaWorld Dig 2? No, no. That will get started either tonight or tomorrow because I just got it installed and we'll see how long it takes to edit tonight. Um, oh, I did. I mentioned briefly uh, Extinction. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, I, I played it. I played that for like 
like 20 minutes and holy crap, it's bad. It's not like bad design bad. It's bad as in this game doesn't work bad. The movement feels like you're not connected to the ground. Mm. You're just kind of sliding around, but you still get hung up on geometry for stupid reasons. There is no like lock-on for attacking the little goblins, but your attacks are so wide that you just mash on the button and eventually you hit some of what you're trying to hit. The gameplay is as follows. Fight little guys. Rescue villagers by walking towards these little glowing crystals and holding X and then fight the giant guys. And somehow they made fighting the giant guys less interesting than it was in Attack on Titan the game. <laughs> in Attack on Titan the game, you played that. Yeah, I did. For a little while. Yeah, it was... It was yeah, yeah. It's, it was, it's worse than that. Because at least in Attack on Titan, you could zip around with those that cool like jetpack yeah. thingy thing. And that actually worked. And you could target it, and you could get to where you wanted to go. This one has a blatant ripoff of that mechanic, but it's impossible to target where you want to target. When you finally get up on the back of this giant the troll thing, you have to like knock armor off first, and then you can cut their heads off. And then when you finally do it, you kill this giant in like one hit, and it's incredibly anticlimactic. And then the level ends, and you do it again. It is awful. It's a terrible game. Wow. I mean, it's oof. It's it's bad enough that I remember, I remember Sterling doing a video of it huh. that I watched like s- several months ago when it came out, and everything he did came from the first two missions because that's all he could stand. <laughs> and I made it through the first chapter before I'm like, nope, that's no because okay, the, it tried to do a little variant where it, it introduced another enemy which was just the normal small enemy but you know took more hits to kill. And instead of killing the big guys, you just had to rescue all these people in time before a specific number of them were killed. The problem was you couldn't figure out where all your villagers were. So out of sight, there are people dying and you have no idea where they're dying from. It's like, well, I'm rescuing these. There are people dying off screen somewhere that I've never seen that aren't on the radar. And then you fail the mission. I tried it twice. I'm like, no, this there's bad and then there's broken. And this is broken. It should not have been released in the world this way. It was just, ugh, it was terrible. So what, uh, what has Alex been playing? I'm still knee-deep in the Diablo 3 endgame. Um, oh. I take back everything I said. Yeah. Well, well not really, because, were... like, when I said those things, this game was half the game it is now. I don't know if you ever checked... What, what, are you talking about the things that you said last week? Because last week you were quite positive on it. Oh, no, no, no. Like, like years ago when I thought oh, okay. Torchlight 2 was better. Oh, okay. Yeah. When Torchlight 2 was better than it at the time, but now it's got this... With the... Uh, what's it? Reaper of Souls stuff. You get, like, a whole other act, which is massive. Like, an extra, like, six hours. And a cool environment. Like, I love the whole yeah. gothic city that Reaper of yeah, Souls yeah. takes place and in. That's a really good boss. So if you crank up the difficulty on him, he is... Merciless. Yeah. It took me like an hour to get past, and it felt oh, wow. amazing when I finally did it. Because I'm just sol- soloing all of it, and apparently that's a suicide. But I'm actually doing really well. I don't know why. Like I'm at like I'm oh. at like a um halfway through all of Paragon. Jeez. Is, yeah, I'm just I've got it up to like the fourth thing of torment, and I'm just drowning in gold. I have ten million gold. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. Uh, it's so much fun. It is the I I get it, Blizzard. I get your treadmill mentality. This is. This is delightful. So it just took him a while to get switch. there. Yeah, but what was it? Oh, it, uh, adventure mode is is as 
crazy ass thing they have at the end now where it basically turns every act into just like a free roaming bounty board system hmm. where like if like you do five missions and you get a chest that will spit out like six legendary level uh schematics and a bunch of gold and some uh some uh what's it rare uh, crafting mechanics hmm. you can use these crafting mechanics to basically uh take a legendary uh, attribute from a legendary item, which is like uh, you will absorb health from enemies surrounding you and destroy that item, but like keep the attribute mm-hmm. and ah. just have that active all the time. Mm. Also, becomes like an enchantment on you. Yeah, like 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 permanent across this character while you're playing the game. You could choose nice. one from like a weapon, a uh, piece of armor, and a ring, and those are just bonus. Wow, you got to get a <laughs> crazy amount of crafting mechanics to get it. But now I basically just I've added like twenty percent recovery on all my characters that have beaten the game. <laughs> it's amazing. It's there's always something else to do. See, this is one of those rare times when it really was better to be a console peasant because the time by the time we got to play it, they had fixed a lot of the problems. Everything. Yeah. I had completely forgotten about the auction house. Oh yeah, that long was gone. a thing. Yeah, that that never made it to the console. Thank goodness. Yeah, no, and like it's got a really great loot balance. You're never too far away from like legendary stuff, and if it's not the legendary thing you want, you can just melt all this stuff down to stuff you actually do want. Like there's a new there's an enchanter in there that can just tweak like individual stats and amazing stuff, so you don't have to get rid of it. It's just a perfect fucking treadmill, and I'm just in awe. It's like a the cathedral of treadmills, if that makes sense. <laughs> So now that Blizzard is making roughly all of the money with yeah. Overwatch, is there ever going to be another Diablo? I don't know. And is it going to be what we want it to be, or will it be some stup- stupid online-only thing like Fallout 76? Blizzard Bye. has never seemed to me as a, to be a single studio. Like, Blizzard is a collection of studios that are all, like, there's an Overwatch studio inside Blizzard, there's a World of Warcraft studio, um, I'm sure what? there's a Diablo studio. If they're still supporting Heroes of the Storm, why the hell not? Yeah. Yeah, it's not like they don't have enough people or money. Like, who is playing that game? Um, I don't. People trying to get unlocks for Hearthstone. Yeah. Oof. Oof. <laughs> but yeah, like, oh, man. Like, or, 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 Overwatch, or Overwatch, yeah. The fact is, the Diablo name still carries quite a bit of weight. It's and, fun shit. And if there's money to be made off a name, someone's going to do it, and yeah, there'll be it's another like, Diablo. It's... It's mindless for for some of the time, but like gets really tactical when it wants to, and it's just it's almost meditative. Mm-hmm. See, I I think it could work really really well on the Switch. Yeah, it oh, it absolutely could. I mean, I, it's I, just, even I have even like, some of the touchscreen stuff could be used in there. Oh, please don't. Shut no, up. I'm not not required, but like you know, hit the bu- hit, hit touch the screen somewhere to like use a potion or targeting. I mean, optional stuff, but like I'm, I've got audiobooks on in the background. It's just I'm having a great time. What audiobook? Out of curiosity. Um, I'm listening to a lot of really shitty fantasy fiction. Oh, cool! <laughs> like intentionally, just so, like it's like the most useful thing to me is like how not to write stuff, oh, like uh, noticing what's missing that should it, be there. It was a dark and stormy night. Yeah, stuff like that. Like this is just ninety percent cliche and ten percent decent story structure. Speaking like, speaking of shitty fantasy, the other day I'm playing Hollow Knight. I'm down no. on the couch and I've got uh, I've got Amazon Prime on, and I decided to put on. Do you remember a Paul Bettany movie? With uh, Maggie, Ma- Maggie Z, no, called Priest. 
No. No. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It's based on a comic book. Paul Bettany is a priest in a post-apocalyptic world that has that has become like a great desert oh, because yeah. there's nothing but terrible yeah. CGI vampires. This is like 2010. Yes, and uh, and oh god, I never remember his name, but he was Dread and judged in in the last Dread oh, movie. Oh, oh, yeah, uh, he's from New Zealand. What's his face? Yeah, yeah, help me out, help me out. He's so good. He was I Bones love him. in Star Trek. Yes, Bones in Star Trek. Help me. What's his name? I, I, I can't remember. Fuck, I gotta look him up now. Yeah. Dread. Because I love this actor. I'll, I'll watch him in anything yeah, he's, he's got in. Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Carl Urban is, is the evil western vampire with the wide-brimmed hat. Uh, so, like, it's, it's totally stupid and there's aspects of it that you want to love, but the whole thing is terrible aside from Carl Urban, basically. <laughs> it's so bad. There's a lot of movies that are like that. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> Priest is just terrible. I don't understand how you can consume two disparate forms of media at the same time like that. Either of you, how do you listen to an audiobook while you're playing a game? No, oh, it's I'm, great. I'm or watch a movie. While I'm mostly paying attention to the game. I'm doing what I'm okay. doing. Okay, see, I, um, mm. I I do a little like it's it's almost half and half. But like I've gotten through like almost every single thing Terry Pratchett's has ever written is on audiobook <laughs> on YouTube, and I've never like there were a bunch I hadn't like listened to. Like, the guy they have doing him is amazing. He's like, hmm. I think his name's like Nigel Planner, and he's like a jukebox of like English regional accents. He's funny. <laughs> he's funny as shit. And I'm just having a blast listening to those. I, I 100% appreciate what Alex is saying about a game that is good enough that playing it is a form of meditation for you. Yeah. Because okay. that is exactly what the original Doom was for me. Not oh, not just yeah, the whole game, that. but the first, the first Doom Knee Deep in the Dead. The first third of the original Doom. The free part. Like I played that over and over and over and over and over again to the point where if something was bugging me, I could sit down, play Doom, listen to Nine Inch Nails, and within half an hour, the answer to whatever was bothering me would come. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I, it was like that with The Binding of Isaac for a long time. Hmm, I could see that. That was a good one. Um, hmm. What else? Darkest Dungeon nails? for a little bit. I'm sure Darkest Dungeon is the same way for you. Sorry, what was that question about Wait, nine inch which, nails? Which Nine Inch Nails? It's got to be, gotta be Downward Spiral. Obviously. Get yes. my years correctly, it's got to yes. be Downward Spiral. It's got to be Downward okay. Spiral. Okay. Like, there may be other great Nine Inch Nails albums. I've never met them. Uh, Ghosts. Maybe. Okay. I'll look into it. More well, that's, that. not, that's that's of a Nine Inch Nails album. It's more of, like, him meditating on different, like, one-minute-long... Listen to it sometime. It's not... I'm not going to call it great, but it's just... It's, like, two albums and, like, 40 tracks of, like, these one- or two-minute-long little explorations of an mm-hmm. idea. And it's called Ghosts because... Each one, some of them are nice, and some of them are scary, and some of them are terrifying, and some of them are mysterious, but they're all like a minute or two long. Hmm. It's it's less, it's more of a concept. It's Reznor being weird, which I appreciate. Okay, so Oscar winner Trent Reznor. Did Oscar you? Trent Reznor, maybe, yeah. maybe I already asked this, but did you start SteamWorld Dig 2? No, no, I will start that either tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. SteamWorld Dig 2 is like the vanilla ice cream of games. Yeah, it's it, nice, but I don't miss it. It's not complicated. No. No. It's but good. it's nice. It's nice. It's, really it's nice. nice. You know, thanks I'll for the ice cream. Nice. Do not regret eating it while you're eating it, but you can take it or leave it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just put some root beer on there. We'll be good to go. Make a, make it's a not some schmancy it. rocky road with like macadamia nuts. But you, if you ate that all the time, then then, then you'd be chance with you know, you'd get a stomach. Four hundred hours on Darkest Dungeon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's about what I got for New Vegas. Exactly. I guess I prefer the 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 paper thin breadth of experience, and you have the ocean depth of experience. Oh, oh Civilization Six, obviously that. Mm. Oh, oh that. Med- games as meditation. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I can see that. Um, <clears throat> so I played a little Overwatch, <clears throat> and I wrote a big blog post about the first story I'm about to tell. 
And because there's an epilogue to it. There's actually m- multiple epilogues now. Is this uh, the, the Anna? Story? This is the Anna. So okay. I'm playing Overwatch with Chris, and, you know, things are going fine. But I've been complaining that unless I'm playing Mercy, we don't get a fucking Mercy. The enemy team has a Mercy and a Moira and a Lucio, or a Mercy and a Moira and a Bridget. Shit like that. We have a Zen healing when I go <laughs> Tracer. Or, you know, like, we're, we get a map that I love Tracer on, I lock Tracer, we get... A fucking Anna. And an Anna, as a general rule on console, means you're going to lose. Because, like, there's there's a lot of kind of numbers to it, but the long and the short of it is, unless you are an amazing fucking sniper, you're not healing shit as Anna, as a general rule. And so we're on Numbani, and I insta-lock Tracer, because I loves me some Tracer on Numbani. Chris goes Diva, and boom, we get an insta-lock Anna. And I'm like, fuck, you see? <laughs> this is exactly what I'm talking about. So I switch to Reaper. And I'm going, because I'm just going to fuck around and practice Reaper. I'm not going to get in heals. So we go out to the point, and by the time I'm at the point, one of our teams selects Mercy. And I'm like, well, that, that might work, I guess. So I throw myself off the edge, respawn as Tracer, come out. And um, I'm I'm kind of too energetic as I come out, and I, I go around to see if I can see where the enemy's coming from, but they've already gotten behind us. And so by the time I turn to help my team, they're half dead, and we lose the first point really quick. But we go on to win the game. And as we're playing this first game, the Anna keeps calling out her ult status. I don't care. I never get ulted by an Anna. And then she hits me with nano boost. Uh-huh. And I get maybe one and a half kills with it. Not too much. And um, and I'm like, whatever. This Anna obviously missed whoever she was aiming for with the nano boost. She was not missed. She was not missed. She did not miss. She nanos me probably 15 times over uh-huh. the next four games that or three games that we play with me on Tracer, her on Anna. And every game, she insta-locks Anna, and she just hits me with nano boost every single game, and I'm not getting much done with it. And when you're a healer in Overwatch, and you're buffing someone, or Anna nano boosts someone, you can hear every bullet that that person hits. You can get, you get a kill register on your screen every time you get it, you help that person kill someone. So I know that this Anna knows that I'm not getting anything done. She can see it. She doesn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> so we we went on Numbani defense, then we went on Numbani attack, and on the next round uh, we're on Eichenwald, and I decide, okay, I'm going to support this Anna while this Anna plays whatever DPS they want to play. So I go Mercy, and we lose very hard. So the next game I go Tracer, they insta-lock Anna, and we don't win, but we get it like within five feet of the destination, and I finally get to play the game. And the next game, uh, the Anna's on the opposing team. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I, you know, I have to, I have to give this Anna to and really, really go for her <laughs> and try to kill her. But I don't get the opportunity. Uh, the lobby closes down. The system starts searching for a new game. And as it does that, the Anna sends me a friend invite. And again, good Annas are few and far between. They're unicorns on PS4. I can literally think of three Annas. Three Annas in all the time I've played Overwatch where I was like, wow, this Anna is really trying to heal me and actually hitting me as I go flying through the air. There was this one the other day. There was one where I was Reinhardt, and there was one on Hanamura as Tracer who shot me twice while I was flying through the air. It was amazing. So I, <laughs> so I accept this friend request. The next night, they send me a message. Want to play some Overwatch? And I go, uh, and I go, okay, but we're, we're going to play with my brother. And they go, fine. They go, all right. So I invite them. And so at, at first there's, there's no one on the microphone. Like it says that this person joined the voice chat, but there, there's obviously not another mic on the line. And I'm like, oh man, the mysterious Anna doesn't have a mic. I had a question. I'm not going to get my question answered. 
And she, she gets on her mic and she says, okay, what's up? I go, okay. Why did you keep nanoing me? <laughs> like, I was obviously not getting anything done with it. You could see the kill registers. Like, why didn't you just nano someone else? Why did you keep nanoing me? You know why? She had faith. No, that's not no. the reason. She was shipping Anna and Mer- and uh, Tracer. No, that too is not the reason. Okay. Well, then I have no idea. I'm out of ideas. Here's Here's what she said when I posed this question to her. I don't know. <laughs> like literally no reason literally no reason for doing this did you unfriend her at that moment you know what that's we're done we're done that's no that point. that was sunday saturday that was saturday night and we ended up playing for like three hours and winning 17 games we did really really well and then last night we i don't know we, we did about an hour and i think we won three games it was pretty good and but last night weirdly enough and this is where I feel really feel my age. Because in digital communication, I don't know what's rude or what's not. So they they messaged me last night, or actually they send me an invite. And I message them back that I'm just about to go for a cigarette, but my brother is also ready to play. And they go, all right. So I get back, invite my brother, invite them. And I know she's in voice chat, because you can say it's got three people in the voice chat with you. She doesn't say a word all hour. Not one word. And then after an hour, she just dis- she just she just drops and leaves. And I'm like, huh? Well, whatever. Me and my brother keep playing for a little bit, and then it's time to go to bed. But as like a you know a 37 year old, I'm like, kids today, yeah, <laughs> just rude. <laughs> and the thing is, maybe that's etiquette now. Maybe that's etiquette for the kids is is you don't say shit and you just leave when it's time to leave. And and people understand that you left because it was time to go. Maybe that's just what I need to be dealing with. But yeah, no, rude. This is what happens when you deal with other people in your games. Fucking millennials, man. Anybody. It's not just millennials. It's anybody. We're going to get to my disappointments and headlines here. I need other people in my anonymity. No, you don't. Well, for Overwatch, you kind of do, because it doesn't really work that way. We were having a great time Saturday night. We were all laughing our asses off. It was amazing. All right. All right. They got to play a game. I got a tour play of the game. I got some tracer plays of the game. My plays of the game have all sucked. They've all been like double kills or three at the most. So bad. It's like nothing you want to use for a clip. Oh, but I did have one where... Uh, actually, it was a play of the game, too. But it's just me and my brother, and we're on um, Gibraltar. And so I... Gibraltar? Yeah, Watchpoint Gibraltar. We're attacking on Gibraltar. I install Tracer, he installs Diva, and the other four slots immediately fill up with DPS. And he's like, oh, this isn't good. I'm like, no, this is not good. I go, but I'll tell you what. I'll go out there on Tracer, and when I die... I'll switch to Mercy. He goes, okay. So I ended up going 21 and 0. <laughs> Lost, but no. <laughs> no, no. We won. Got play of the game. All right. 21 and 0. Just kick the shit out of the guys. Never never had to go healer. It's it easy a- to not need a healer when you just don't get shot. Oh, I, I got shot, but I lived and I made them pay. <laughs> and I never even brought up headlines, so let's go to headlines. Does that mean it's time for headlines? I believe sure so. Headlines. <clears throat> In Overwatch news... Uh, the devs have announced that after the Symmetra rework, Sombra is up next. There are no hints as to what this will look like beyond the idea that they've said she will be a hard counter to the new Symmetra. Okay. I have no idea what that looks like. Because Symmetra's kit, there's nothing you really want to hack on her, except for the ability to use her teleporter. And the teleporter is... How do you how do you shut shut down the teleporter? You, can, you destroy it, don't you? Yeah. Yes, but it's it's 300 hit points. So, like, it's weird. It's a weird kind of... 
Hmm. How are you going to counter this character that doesn't really have much of a kit to counter, really? It's, I don't know. What if the teleporter becomes invincible and she's the only way you can shut it off? No, it's 300 hit points. Yeah, it would be very stupid. (laughs) But uh, a word is it'll hit the PTR maybe this week, but either way, after the sim update goes live. Um, we're not sure when the Symmetra update will go live, but a stealthy new patch has been background loading on PC copies of the game that suggests it might happen tomorrow, June 27th. Hmm. Tragically, Horror Game Agony's developers are facing financial issues, and the unrated version of the game has been cancelled. Yeah, I'm not going to defend it. I still haven't played the game. I don't think think it requires any defending. Well, I clicked on a headline. It deserves any defending, yeah. I clicked on one of the headlines about this fact that they're not continuing with the game. Just just as a little bit of schadenfreude that they're facing financial issues. Like, obviously, the game isn't selling very well. But apparently, a patch is, like, incoming uh, very soon for the consoles. All right. I'll believe it when it arrives. I mean, I paid my monies for it, so I do want to play it, but... Well, you'd have to boot up your PS4 even to see if you got it. No, no, it's on my Xbox One. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know why. Okay. Uh, now, here is probably the biggest news of the week. Yeah? Telltale Games are finally ditching their legendarily shitty proprietary engine, and they're switching to Unity. Unity works. It works. Not always, man. Unity can have a lot of problems and a lot of porting problems. Mm. Like, it Unity it... is is the most bare-bones indie engine there is. It can't be worse, can it? Yes. Yes. I like, Galaxy was made in Unity, and they could never port the full game to anything. It runs on PCs and a PS4. It doesn't run on anything else, period, because it's in Unity. Hmm. Yeah, it just uses too much memory. Um, what I'm, what I was kind of amazed at, why wouldn't they go Unreal? More expensive. Better. It's better, but it's more expensive. They just laid off, like, half the company. I don't think they have the scratch right now to actually pay for I don't know if they laid off half the company that's a lot of salaries that they're not paying they could probably invest that in you know a good engine as opposed to Unity and the thing is you know Guacamelee was made in Unity so maybe I shouldn't be all down on Unity but I'm not a big Unity booster the the only the the, the sad part is is that the final um, Walking Dead will be in the Telltale the old engine I think it's called yes. Telltale Tech yeah, it. it's it's proprietary ish or something like that. But yeah, that that's the last one. Um, they had, did prove with the last Batman Enemy Within that they can make it run and actually run reasonably well. So at least yeah, once it's running on an Xbox Dead. One X. Yeah, it's finally run, the most powerful piece of console hardware that has ever been. It finally runs okay. Um, so I'm a little sad, but I'll I'll, I'll take I'll take. The last—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's the last hurrah for the old engine, and then we'll get, you know, the new Wolf game, Wolf Among Us Two, on the new one next year. That's fine. That's that, fine. that engine doesn't need a a hurrah. It needs like a bullet. That's all that yeah. engine needs. It needs a quick, a quick knock to the back of the head and like shuffle a off shallow the grave. Side. Yeah. Uh, the new engine will be used for Wolf Among Us Season Two and the Stranger Things game. Uh, okay, so Control, the next thing from Remedy, the guys behind Max Payne and Alan Wake and Quantum Break, um, apparently it's got open-world elements and it's kind of a Metroidvania. Fuck yeah! Okay. Fuck yeah! As long as I the could, combat's I could do still a, good. do with a Shadow Complex. Oh, don't tease. It's, it's Remedy, man. The shooting will be the best yeah, part. Far and away, the best yeah. part of this game will be the That's shooting. Yeah. Was Alan Wake not? No, it wasn't. Alan Wake, Alan Wake was them. No, but, but it wasn't like open world. Mm-mm. No, no. Alan Wake was not open world. Quantum, whatever. 
They just without use, open world. They just used the same areas of Mudge. Yeah, yeah, and then I don't think they've done a true open world game. No, the the levels in in Alan Wake were fairly large. There was a lot of exploring to do a lot of the time. Yeah, but right. you know, it was like you beat this level, then you go to this level, then you go to this yeah, level. It's, yeah, there's there's not Here's a lot of action. Here's a giant Verizon all. billboard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everything uh, is destroyed, but Verizon the, wins, and the lights yeah. are working on it, and it's pristine as hell, and it's. Alan Wake keeps in touch with spirits on his Verizon cell phone. Uh, My God, this reception to the other side is so clear. I, I, get, I get 4G in the netherworld. It's awesome. That's a hole where her heart should be. She went with AT&T. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Alex, that is one of your best ever. That was good. That was, that was very good. I don't like that game's story at all. Uh, what, Alan Wake? I don't, rem- I don't remember just enough re- of it to reheated. Steve oh yeah, no, no, Alan. Yeah, Alan Wake was just ugh, anyway was not. But the enemy design was kind of cool. They shine light yeah, on them, spark, and then you shoot yeah, them. No, like and the... I, lo- I love the the farm that was owned by like the death metal dudes. That was yeah, cool. yeah. No, like the 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 combat and the graphics in Alan Wake, the art direction in Alan Wake was wonderful. Like just think yeah. about like the the rays of the moon. Remember that shit? Yeah, cutting through the clouds. It was gorgeous. Alan Wake was a gorgeous, really. Great fun shooter that was much was just married to this shitty story. No, Quantum Break was the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nintendo and Micro. Oh, sorry, <clears throat> Ninja Theory's Hellblade has sold one million units across all platforms because Justice is dead. God. I don't get it. I don't. I wonder what As, Microsoft's going to have them making first. I don't know. I mean, I I, I would like. Microsoft a brawler. It's got to be a give brawler. Them, yeah, to give them some wide berth. But I was going to say, what what is Microsoft missing in first party, you know, software? And the answer to that is everything. Mm. So it's not it's not like there's a specific hole. Oh, okay, they don't need any third person shooters with chest high walls. Yeah, they're they, good to go. They, they're, for that. they're good on third person shooters. They're good on first person shooters. They're good on racers. Yeah, a so third be, a third person brawler. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Well, that's enslaved all... too. Oh wait, that that'll never happen. I... <laughs> that'd Ninja be cool. Theory, like. As long as they, I don't know. I, I like how they're trying so hard to do like character and story. No, and they always have. They always have. And but they're brawling outside of Devil May Cry. Their brawling is always so middling. Yeah, I would love another DMC from them though. Well, never. But the thing is, even if they went ahead and made a, their own spiritual sequel to DMC, I guarantee you, its combat would be as fun as Enslaved or Hellblades or uh, Heavenly Sword, because so- that's the best they can do. Yeah. They can't do Devil May Cry on their own. They need they needed Capcom there to make that work. Oh, what, oh, was Capcom that involved? Yes, yeah, heavily wow. involved. They, they, they wouldn't like, sign off one of their premier, you know, properties. Yes, they would, had wouldn't, they wouldn't had they, combat though? designer embedded in the studio. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Why didn't they keep that guy? Because <laughs> he worked for Capcom. <laughs> yeah. Damn it! No, I mean just 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 you know, I don't know. He never showed up to work one day. We don't know where he was. Yeah, he's, he's downstairs chained to his desk. Animate, motherfucker. Do yeah. it. Uh, Nintendo and Microsoft trolled Sony last week by advertising Fortnite crossplay between Switch and Xbox <laughs> One awesome. X. Uh, so, yeah, it's basically really much get your act together, Sony. They did it with Minecraft, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yes. And the Minecraft one was on Nintendo's channel. Hmm. Um, I, I think it's good because Microsoft has realized that they're the third-place console right now. It's fine. Let's just continue to build good will. That's all we can do is build goodwill right now. They're forging an alliance to take down our mutual enemy. <laughs> exactly. Because I don't really picture the Switch and the Xbox One X as, as being... In competition. Yeah, no, all. they're not. 
not in the slightest. So, I mean, I, I think well, I, I don't, I'm imagining. I don't. I have no data for this, but I would imagine that the Switch is the second console for a lot of people. Yes. That either PS because very few people have both a PS4 and an Xbox One yep. because that's silly, and I'm silly for doing so. Mm-hmm. But the Switch being the second console or primary console after it came out, it was good. That's got to be a ton of people in the millions of people. Oh, there's yeah, yeah. And, it's and, it's the PS3 generation in your pocket. Yeah, or better. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. If there's ever a Metroid on it. But <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Victor Vran, uh, A Poor Man's Diablo, will launch on Switch on August 28th. It's A Poor Man's Diablo. Yeah, it's not. It was fun, but if... No. I'll wait for Titan Quest. Yep. Like, I'm having... Let me put it this way. I'm having just as much fun with this brand new character because... And Diablo 3, because your money and gems and everything carries over. So I'm just... That's a way to keep you hooked. (laughs) I'm starting on Torment with this new guy. And it's fun as shit. Yep. You, even on PS4, I can I can swap gems and gear and shit between my characters, and money. It, yeah, it's painless. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's and really like it's really just designed to do. enjoy. Yeah, and like everything little thing you do is designed to feedback. It's like I'm basically doing this whole run to get more. Um, what do we call it? Like legendary ore. Mm-hmm. Just to grind that, and that'll help out my my most my strongest dude. Everything just feeds into the other things so brilliantly. Like, I, God damn, Blizzard, I get it. Now. Get that vein up. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Stick it in. I'm this close to 50% critical chance. Come on. Oh, God. I'm so. Oh, God. I'm explode. I, I, I killed Diablo, literally Diablo, in two minutes on fourth, uh, uh, fourth Agony. I got like two legendaries. It was nuts. Uh. Playdead platformers Inside and Limbo will launch on Switch on June 28th. Two days. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm probably going to buy Inside again. And I like, I probably because I've got Limbo in like three different places. But Limbo was the better game. It was, but I only played Inside on my PC and I only played it once. I think I'd like to go through it again. Okay. Maybe really not. nice animation and atmosphere. Oh, I'm not saying, I'm not saying Inside is bad, hmm. but I mean, Just, I kind of understood more of what was going on story ish wise in. in Limbo. In Limbo. Yeah. Than Even though Limbo inside. didn't have a story, it was just symbolism. It was, yeah, it was all, but, but at least I kind of, I mean, the loop of, of Limbo, the, the end being the beginning, it was like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. And whereas inside, you're like, huh? What? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I know this is symbolism, but I don't get it. Yeah. I don't <laughs> uh, obscure site The Loot Gaming says that they received an internal memo from someone working closely with Sony's PR wing that indicates that crossplay name changes and PS Now downloads will come to PS4 this fiscal year before April 1st, 2019. Now, I'm prepared to say if that were the case, and if they had that to announce at any time this month, yeah, it would have been brought up at their E3 press conference. Yeah. Because that's at least two of those. I don't know who's begging for PS Now downloads, but people have been begging for name changes and crossplay for literal years. I don't know if Sony's in the right mind space for either of those things right now. Because yeah, like both of just... those things are very player focused, mm-hmm. and they're not there. But why right would now. they do that for no reason? No, no. If they're not going to let people download stuff without charging them for it, a la the Fortnite issue that Chance talked about last week, why would they give you this? Maybe they'll charge you for a name change. Yeah, you can change your name. Ten bucks. Well, I no, I mean maybe they're maybe part of them is conscious that they're getting negative press about this, 
And then they like they talk to their meet their community people and say, "What are the community talking about, man? The community's been talking about this name change shit for fucking years. When are you guys gonna well, get on this?" Yeah. Let me put it this way: if they give in to all of these changes now, I'd be really worried about what they want to charge for the PS5. <laughs> right? No, I, I don't get the connection. What are you talking yeah. about? Like, no, why no, would they need to build up a ton of goodwill ahead of oh, time? Oh, I see. To charge you for a thousand bucks for your PlayStation Five. Oh. Man, that's a that's a really good PC tower. I don't no. think no. I, I doubt they're going to no, do that. Gosh, no, no. That that would be ridiculous. Even for even I mean, that for would evil be Sony. bleeding edge, like yeah. water cooled bullshit. <laughs> PS3 was a very hard lesson for Sony. That was a, that was a bitter fucking pill. And if they end up, they actually are dumb enough to repeat that mistake. Well, then you know they're yep. going to get what's coming to them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine they'd be dumb enough to do that again. It's a golden age for the repo business. One that will never end. So, another another headlines news. There was uh, an error on Windows games, where if you had pre-ordered a specific version of Forza Horizon oh, Four, yeah. it downloaded a non-playable like sixty gig file on there. That had all the cars and all the barn locations and all sorts of data mining you could do. So, oops, <laughs> you couldn't play it. But it was basically it, it it uploaded an unfinished version of the game to your computer. Fantastic, very yeah. weird, very yeah. weird. And it wasn't all the versions; it was the pre-order of a specific one and only on PC. So I don't know. Somebody's getting yelled at for that one. Yeah. And then. And my most disappointing news, there was a no, a no clip documentary specifically on Fallout seventy six. Okay. And oh yeah, yeah. We we're kind of like we didn't know for sure how online it was going to be. Like I was all up in arms and worried about Forza Horizon four being only online. And Chance corrected me and said no. They said in their presentation that you can play it offline if you want, which is good. I will play that game again. The fall nowhere in the Fallout seventy six presentation did they really explain. This they kept mm-hmm. saying that you know we believe in the online community we want you to do this it'll be fun you know? they know what would happen which is what happened to us which was I was immediately turned off yep and so in the noclip documentary it was explained that there is no offline mode you cannot uh, play by yourself no matter what you have some number of players in the same world that you're in at the same time and they keep saying there's no griefing there's no griefing but people are creative in their douchebaggery. <laughs> And we'll find a way to grief. Well, they so, say there's no griefing. How is that possible? They they said they said specifically like I was saying the nuke thing is stupid. They're just gonna blow up your settlement. Mm-hmm. Like oh, you can just pick it up and rebuild real easy. And the death penalty is just resurrecting a little bit away. I mean, well, but they could still block you from accomplishing something. I mean, if you're trying to get a quest done that requires you to go to to this place to get something done, think back to World of Warcraft. You were killing NPC pest, uh, uh, quest givers. I was. <laughs> exactly, and you're not a terrible person. No. Imagine I was what they're doing in this. Well, yeah, you know. So, yeah, knowing that there is no dedicated offline mode where I can just kind of play Fallout, I don't want to play this game anymore. Because that's not Fallout. No, it's not. Fallout well, is a lonely experience. It's honestly a game that's about, more about solidarity than most. Yeah. Solitude. Solitude. Solitude, excuse me. Yeah. I think they'd said that the, the cap is 32 players because they wanted it running into someone else to be you know, rare, but not never happen. Okay, well, that's that's kind of interesting. So it's not chocked full. The other interesting thing this I saw... This isn't like a Destiny server where I feel like I'm at a theme park. No, no, not Good. at all. What I want to know is, if another player kills me, can they loot me, and what do they get? If it's that's Rust, a good question. everything. Yeah, this is not Rust. 
Apparently, when, when you die, you just respawn over there. So what does the person get for killing me? The satisfaction of wasting your time. Well, but <laughs> see, it's a question. It's a question. Like, it is do, a question. I don't do, have the answer do, to that Do they question. get my currently equipped gun and armor? Um, you know, what do they get? Like these. Are... That, that's, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I do not know. Well, another interesting thing, I, uh, so I should actually just go back and watch the documentary, but I kind of read through the bullet points on Reddit of it, is that um, every human character you run into is a player. There are no raiders. So whenever you see a human being, it's another player. So like the the primary antagonists are are ghouls. Mm. So ghouls are always NPCs. Ghouls are always AI. If you see a human, there's someone from your vault. Mm. And they are a player. I need to see this thing running. Like for a long time. (laughs) I'm not not writing it off yet. And that, that may be stupid of me. But... Like, I really don't think I'm the most idealistic among us or the most optimistic. I'm also worried about just, like, how much of this is a cash and grab. Are they willing to... Fallout 4 wasn't that long ago, but it needs it needs a new coat of paint. And I'm worried how much this looks like a palette swap. You think it looks like a palette swap? Well, no, and I'm worried how much it just looks like a expensive mod to Fallout 4. It does, but but yeah. that's always what their next game was going to be anyway. Like, yeah. like um, it's uh, like yeah, you like you know, show me the world. I remember what when we watched that first trailer, like the first real trailer for it. I was amazed by the um, by all the new enemies they had, like all these new creatures that we had never seen in any Fallout game before. And that was yeah. nice. you know, it it didn't occur to me that we didn't see a single human. We didn't see a single raider. I love how on that map, it's like this one place is called like Raspberry Jam. <laughs> or something and it's just like oh it's like the cranberry swamp or something and it's just like this awful like red looking mass oh. in the south corner like I like that like that's like kind of like it's, it's got, it still has that like kind of like a winking sense of humor about everything I would hope yeah well I'm yeah See, Chance, you're you're more tolerant of interacting with other human beings than I am. So that's like that's like, where I, the divide here at this point. I did is. not hate Destiny. I definitely threw thirty hours at it. I see, but but with Destiny. I could avoid other people for the most part because you, you finally could. get to your you get to your mission area and it is instanced off and that no one's true. gonna bother you. So it's not as bad, and and because there's no friendly fire, they can't really shoot me to do terrible things. So that was and the class differences were barely existent. Oh yeah, it's unless you got super high up and abilities yeah. or stuff like that, which I never like, saw any of. Like each character in Diablo three is completely different. Yeah, love it. I just, I mean, the the, the idea. You remember how my how I, I reacted to uh, Journey, right? Yeah, I do. How, how seeing somebody in the world with me honestly made me angry. Like, like, fuck, no, fuck this. I want to play this by myself. This bastard so I, thinks his scarf's so long. No, it's not even that. It's that having someone in there with me ruin the sense of exploration and discovery. I don't want someone showing me something. They could have the best intentions saying, I want to help this person do something. But I don't want that help nor hindrance See, nor interaction of any kind. Stuff I, like that was like one of my favorite moments in my first run through Dark Souls. Oh. A guy invaded me and then just showed me like where this huge treasure trove was. But wouldn't it have been more fun if you found it yourself? No. Because like this guy I thought was gonna kill me became my friend just because. Yeah, that's that's a that's a narrative arc. Like this this crazy Anna is a narrative arc. But that's that's, that, see, that's apples and oranges. Overwatch is an an online only game. That game would not work against bots. 
If oh, there was so, no online so play you're Overwatch, suggesting that Journey, which was specifically designed for passive multiplayer in mind, I should think not they include were wrong. multiplayer. I, you know what? I will not tell you you're wrong about Hollow Knight. I am saying that build based wrong on about that Journey. game around passive multiplayer was wrong. That was the point of the it game. Was a better game. It was the point alone of the game. I feel like I feel else. like you're going to watch Bow at the beginning of Incredibles two tomorrow and go, "What the fuck was this about?" Yeah, that was weird. I have no idea. What it was it not is, weird. Okay. It was. I mean, you obvious. got what it was towards the end, but like, we'll see. We'll come back it, to that it, next. It's like a minute too long. You know what I mean? If it bounces off my psyche quite the way you're describing, then well, at least at least I'm being consistent. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was funny as shit. But no, no, I yeah, like, I'm not a mother, so I, I bet I missed like half the symbolism, but it was nice. I can't, I don't understand how Journey didn't didn't make you angry when other people were in there with you. Oh, because I, I understood that. that that was part of the purpose of the game was, was to yeah. have that experience. Was that the entire game itself is a metaphor for the journey of life, and okay. along the road on the journey of life, you meet people and they stay with you for a while, but they're never there permanently. And sometimes you're together at the end, and it's amazing. <sighs> I would much sooner see what this game, this manufactured world, has to offer at my pace. And ironically, in the game of life, you are the one who has collected a group of other players around you, and you live in a house with them. No, I'm separating life from gaming. That's there's they're different things. I'm just how saying. I be- how I behave in a game is not how I behave online. I'm just I behave in life. People. I'm just in saying. Life. Thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm just saying. Al- Alex and I are the single ones, so we appreciate interaction. You've got a family, and you're like, fuck people. <laughs> I I, get, I can see that though. I have enough people. That, yeah, that's that, had, you know I've what I mean. That's dealing with I am full up on people. I, I, his, I, I, his social I, bar is bursting, and ours yeah, are hanging around I, yellow. I, I've got my I've got my daily allotment of people, and now I need not people. <laughs> that might be it. Sitting downstairs on my couch with my cat over my shoulder, watching me play, is enough interaction for in my solitude. <laughs> I don't know. I. But anyway, back to Fallout seventy six. Yeah. That yeah, it's a turnoff now. Complete and utter turnoff for me. Yeah, I'm still gonna keep that. an eye on it. It, 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 if it gets rave reviews, I'll I'll check back in. I, I I'm surprised that they tied the beta to pre-orders. I'm not because this mostly, but this strikes me as a kind of game that could benefit from positive word of mouth. Like, hey, you know what? It actually works because right now we're operating blind, and none of us are going to pre-order to find out what how it's actually going to be. But if they let more people into the game to actually experience it, and it actually works the way they said it's going to work, wouldn't that help? What are you losing? Well, and that, and like, I'm getting increasingly disappointed with the creative side of Bethesda. What else they've done? Uh, they haven't put anything else, anything out since Fallout Four. I yeah, know, and I was just a little disappointed with like the dialogue quality. Well, yeah, but fall, you're you're not going to get uh, um, you're not going to get that in this at all. Yeah, you're you're not going to get Black Isle or God, what is it called? Uh, what? Yeah, the the dev of New Vegas. Oh, yeah. Obsidian, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're, you're not like, going to get obsidian dialogue from Bethesda. That's just the way Bethesda is. And I, 
like what like if it, there's no like lore in like this Fallout game, if it's just like a multiplayer experience, there's like almost nothing in there I want to see. We don't know that there's no lore in there. You guys are making so many assumptions that are just like they have said that there are quests that you can do. Yes, but but they also said that it's less focused on that and more focused on giving the player freedom to do what they want at any given time. Today I want to go harvesting for things. Today I want to if go I building build my things. things. I don't want neighbors knocking it down. Well, that's that will happen. They will I, nuke you. I don't like that. Or they will attack you and steal your shit. You that's guys, you guys are really counting your disappointments before they've even been announced. We're counting our disappointments because we know how people behave in an online game. This is what yeah. people do. It yes, works but, in Overwatch because the point of Overwatch is to kill other people. But your shit. But they've also said that your shit getting blown up in Fallout seventy six. The if you die, like someone blows up your shit and you die, you respawn twenty meters away, walk up, and it sounds like you hit a button, and your your thing that you've built reassembles itself. That doesn't make it okay. That doesn't make the interference any less, you know, awful. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, okay. Not sure it's no. all that bad. I hope it isn't. Yeah, I don't get the impression that it is. I get the impression. Well, let me, I mean, I, I don't get an awful lot. I, I mean, don't get I the impression either way. It, but you're I am. It. I am conscious of the fact that we don't have all the information yet. Okay. And that there's there's no that's, reason that's to shit on this thing that we don't even understand. That's like, it's like gaming racism. Like, no, it's not. It is. It, no, is. it is. It is. Totally it is. It's like I hate all multiplayer games. But, well, no, but, it's like but I'm, you not like follow, I'm not a fan. But you like follow, of... don't you? That depends. Is Fallout a no good multiplayer game? No, no. Well, if this it, one is. It's... Well, then it can get the fuck out of my country. <laughs> if it's Fallout, if it's Russ pretending to be Fallout, I got a problem. Because I cannot stand the way that game is just constructed. Yeah, no. The the what they've described is the antithesis of Rust. Okay. It's still in an open shared world, but the point of Rust is that type of hunting your fellow players to get their shit competition. That is the whole point of Rust. That's so not what they've described with this at all. Hmm. That's not what they've described, but this is how people behave. Uh, but you can only behave that way if the game gives you the tools to do it. it. They do. You don't know that. Yeah, we do. They have nukes. I'm just saying. It's a, it's a, it's an end game thing. They have said that nukes are, that nukes going off is not a common occurrence. It's a, it's more of an end game stuff. Okay. To give people something to work towards. So the nuclear apocalypse happening is not, you know, and you're actually uh what did they say? You're incentivized to use a nuke on an, on an uninhabited area because once a nuke goes off, if you're high enough level to go in there, there aren't collectibles that are only available in recently destroyed areas. So they are they are trying. I will chance. I will I will give you that they are trying to insulate this from people's general nature. That can only go so far. Yeah, but it also plus, might plus be I'm successful. Pretty familiar, I'm, also I'm really sure it'll be successful. Part of the country, it, and I, mm. they're not going to do it justice. <laughs> well, okay, at all. I'm sure people from Boston hated that, that part too, and <clears throat> that there wasn't enough Boston in to the last game. That's what I was saying. Great yeah. song. I, I can count all the Boston accents in one hand in a game with like hundreds of characters. <laughs> need more Boston. I can't do a Boston accent. No, it's just really hard. Yeah, I've only been there like once, and all what I was saw it, was um, the underground underground uh, freeway system. God, what's his name? He's got one of those late night talk shows. He used to be on Weekend Update. Uh, I don't know. He's on Weekend Update with with um Seth Myers. Uh, 
Yeah, Seth Meyers. He like he has this amazing sketch of like all the ways people fuck up Boston accents. Hmm. He's like, here's the English actor in an American movie in Boston. And this is how he fucks it up. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Nice. All right. So, are you done with Hollow Knight now? Or are you gonna go back? I mean, I, st- I started up. I started up a new safe. Okay. Isn't it so much fun? Uh, yeah, I'm probably. I don't, I'm not sure if I'm gonna keep puttering around in that or just keep playing Darkest Dungeon. Because I still, like, I never did beat Crimson Court. I played it now quite... you get the color... Me- no. The... Not on Switch yet, no. Oh, just PC. That's right. Color color, color Madness color is only Madness. on PC right now. And so, yeah, like, I do... I kind of want to, like, just keep building up my heroes on my Switch save so that when Color Madness comes out, I can, I can dive into it. And again, having not beaten Crimson Court, I'd like to beat Crimson Court. Do you have a favorite class? Whew. Oh, uh, well... I, I what, probably uh, easier. What's your favorite class combo? I, okay, well, I mean, okay, there there are different teams that you can assemble. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, and and the the team that you assemble is kind of based on the region you want to send it in to. Like, you don't really want to use a Hellion in uh, um, in the the cove or in the ruins. So you know, like it, it depends on what you're doing. Like, what what's yeah. what's the lock that I'm trying to pick with this team? But I will say, um, I I put together a team when I started going through Crimson Court that is just fucking incredible. Which is um, a a flagellant in the tanking position. Okay. Um, and he just takes damage. You want him to take damage because the more damage he takes, the more damage he'll dish out. And once he gets down to like less than half his full health it unlocks certain abilities of his that are incredibly powerful and those abilities heal him. So, so you can just let him take damage. Your healer doesn't have to worry about him at all. And then once he gets in danger, wham, he hits him with this, with the biggest, heaviest bleed in the game that also fills his life bar up. Uh, he's fucking incredible. Then behind him, I would have, uh, I tended to have a grave robber. I want to say, um, the grave robber. Oh, she's wonderful. She has super high dodge. So again, um, she doesn't like, she's in a, she's in a, a front position, but she can get a lot of work done just by, um, uh, just with the amount of ranged ability she has. And she can dodge a lot, so she mitigates a lot of damage. Behind her, you've got a Jester, I think it was. Really? Yes. And the, je- the Jester. The stress? Yeah, the Jester is just there kind of for the stress and to, to again, to add additional bleeds to whatever the, um, to, uh, to whatever your flagellant is doing. And then behind them, um, just a Vestal. The Vestal is. just rocks out with a loot. A Vestal? <laughs> no, no, no. The the way the, um, like, one of the ults for the uh, Jester, he just, like, slides his legs. Oh, yeah, Solo, Solo. <laughs> yeah, Solo's. Yeah, Solo's a shitty Good ability, solo. though. They, yeah, but I love it. I love the optics of it. Yeah, no, the visual of it is amazing. Just like the visual of Finale is spectacular, but they nerfed Finale into the ground. It's really sad. Uh, I, I, I've never forgiven them for nerfing the Barbarian. Uh, oh, yeah, the Hellion. The Hellion, excuse yeah, me. Yeah. No, the, be- as a general rule, if you were just going to say name one class, it is Hellion. I loved the Hellion. The Hellion is still amazing. Ah. Uh, She's still spectacular. All stacks fall. But yeah, they, they, uh, uh, they nerfed Finale on the Jester, so now each of his other abilities buff the damage that Finale does. And you have to use, like, eight abilities in order yeah. to get Finale up to the point where we'll actually do, deal the kind of damage it used to. 
Boo. And uh, you didn't always want to use Finale before. Like, sometimes you would put your Jester in the front row to use Finale at the beginning of a fight, and then he goes to the back row, and uh, you can now you just start stress healing with him. I do appreciate how they realized that defeated the purpose of the name and the ability. Yeah. But anyway. Either way. <laughs> I get that. Uh, I get why they did it. Still pissed. I still love Jester. Uh, Jester, Grave Robber, um, Houndmaster can be good. And if you, like, I, I dare you to design a bard that that's more badass than that. A bard more badass than the Jester. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like that's that's it. That's like we can go home. Yeah, no one can ever outdo that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you have too much faith in humanity. Uh, you, you know the way things are going right now, that might be true. <laughs> uh, I just wish you guys just went out and like a like a Xavier uh uh Magneto monologue. That would have been fun. <laughs> I, I I cannot possibly <laughs> neither of us could do that. Really no, Charles. Really Charles. Okay. Anyway. All right. Well that's about all I got. Anything anybody have anything else to I'm bring t- to the table? I'm tapped out. Yep. All right. It was a short week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, post E3. So. Well, we had an hour and a half. We'll talk about that uh, That short. If, if if this Pixar short reveals something about my deep-seated personality quirks. You know what? As a parent, I think week. you'll dig it. Or yeah, maybe okay. it'll give you a window into what you're going to suffer soon. There. Ooh. Yeah. I will admit that there are things that never you would that you would never think that would resonate with you that but just having you know things that are related to you that are reliant on you mm-hmm. su- suddenly certain things are exposed in you that you're like oh ooh, ooh that hurts a little mm-hmm. bit that you would never expect yeah how, how how's the ending of of Monsters Inc now <laughs> yeah kind of brutal <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a little rough. <clears throat> anyway, Alex, thanks for being here. Yes, sir. Chance, thank you for re- trying to return me to the straight and narrow of people not all being terrible. It won't work, but I appreciate the effort. My pleasure. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you in the week. Bye-bye.